Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome, Italy, online, on campus. It's Pastor Jennifer here. It's summer and God is doing new things. It's a new season. And so today I want to say welcome. Welcome to the family. We love that so many have joined us online and now we're seeing them join us on campus. So I invite you today to lean into worship, to lean into the ministry of the word. For those of you that are traveling and you're working or you're on holiday, we don't go on holiday from Jesus. He's with us always. He's as close as the mention of his name. So as you enter into worship, I pray that you have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for joining us and know that the Lord has a great word for you today. just for them to uh, give me the opportunity just to minister. Hallelujah. Yeah. So quickly, uh, we'll talk about the theme of the month. The theme of the month is I am redeemed. And I like the theme of the month because it talks about, uh, it's personal. It says I am redeemed. Yeah. I'm just ensuring that my mic is okay just to. Awesome. Still good? Yep. Yeah. The theme of the month is I am redeemed. Uh, the theme of the year is living proof. And you know, many times we get to uh, we get to have different themes of the month. We say uh, proof this, uh, healing proof, love proof. But for some reason, July is I am redeemed. It makes it very personal to us. Uh, it's just not redeemed proof is it is i am redeemed meaning redemption is personal i quickly want to read for you the key text for today uh, galatians 3 verse 13 to 14 galatians 3 13 to 14 i read christ has redeemed us from the case of the law having become case for us for it is written Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Look what the word is saying, that he has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. To me, that might means it might not come, it might come. The blessing of God for it to come on you, you must do something, I believe. Because there it says, might come upon the Gentiles. It, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like a definite come. And then it says that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We already received the promise of the Spirit, which he promised in Acts 1. Hallelujah. I want you to look at your neighbor and just ask a quick question and ask them, what does redemption mean to you? Just ask them, what, what does redemption mean to you? Remember, redemption is personal. It matters what it means to you. Yeah. You can now ask yourself, what does redemption mean to me? If you are taking notes, I want you to write what it means to you. Just write what it means to you. Uh, if you are taking it on the phone, on, 
on the book, just write what it means to you. It's very important because it's personal. It matters what it means to you. At the end of the day, God comes down to the level of our faith. He comes down to the level of our faith. Now the question is, what is your faith? He will come down to the level of your faith. When Jesus used to heal people, he used to say, according to your faith, according to what you believe, let it be. So meaning it comes down to the level of our faith. Redemption is very important. Quickly today, I'll talk about three things and we will be done. I will discuss what is redemption, the benefits of redemption, and how we can have redemption. And we're going to be done. What is redemption? Yeah. Uh, last week, we defined redemption. Uh, we defined that it is Jesus uh, buying back. I'll, quick for you, I'll quickly read for you Ephesians 1 verse 17. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. That's what it means. Redemption therefore means regaining or gaining position of something in exchange of payment. That's what redemption literally means. I want you to know that the Redeemer is Jesus. That's what we learned last week, and we concentrated on that. Uh, the payment that he made is the blood. That's the payment he made, and we are the redeemed. So that's the scenario. He's the Redeemer. He paid using the blood, and we are the redeemed. His blood is precious. He did not use gold. He did not use silver. All those things, they fade. That's what scripture tells us in 1 Peter 18, uh, 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19, that he bought us by his precious blood. And silver and gold, they fade. But he bought us with his blood, which does not fade. He bought us with his blood, which is there for eternity. It would take eternity for us to understand fully what he did for us. I want you to just think of this. Imagine you have your phone with you right now. Imagine you have your, uh, let's say, pen or a book, and then someone just comes and grabs it from you. I'm sure, I know you're Christians, but God allows us to, <laughs> God allows us to stand up for our things. Huh? You'll be like, that's mine. And what makes it to be yours is, obviously, could be someone bought for you, or it could be you bought for yourself. And therefore, you have legal title of what you have. You can say it with confidence. You can go to the police. You can explain. You can, a person can say, I'll take you to the court. You can still go because you know this I bought. This my dad bought for me. This someone bought for me. It's a gift. Yeah. Now think of it. Jesus bought for us. Therefore, we, at no point we can't say, hey, God can't heal me today. Because Jesus bought for your redemption. You have to stand up when the enemy comes to steal stuff and say, hey, this is mine. Jesus bought it. And he never bought it with something that fades like silver or gold. He bought it with his precious blood. And that must sink in us that he bought it with his precious blood. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know that redemption is personal. I repeat, redemption is purely personal. The Bible, uh, we can, 
uh, we can not have faith in creation because creation has fallen. Things can happen. Things are changing. Things can happen. Things are just changing every day. Yesterday, I was watching something where the actors were protesting, saying, hey, this AI which has come, we are losing our money. Things change in this world. Anything that can change can change. Anything that can shake can shake. Therefore, we cannot believe in creation. But the good news is we can believe in redemption. We can believe in redemption. And we must make it personal. You know, someone can be driving, a very careful driver, and someone can just come and bash into that person because things happen. So we can't say, hey, uh, believe in this and that. We have to believe in redemption. Therefore, if you believe in redemption, you'll be like, no, no one can just come and bash at me because God is my protector. Even, even, pro, even protection, it's personal. It's part of redemption. The Bible says in Psalm 91, saying, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. It says, I will say. It doesn't say we will say. It says, I will say. Are you following? Just tell your neighbor saying redemption is personal. Ask your neighbor and say, what does redemption mean to you? What does redemption mean to you? It is personal. It's a personal thing. Therefore, nothing bad can happen to you. Hallelujah. Because you are redeemed. Because you are redeemed. I want you to know that you need to depend on Jesus when it comes to redemption. Because everything that we need, Jesus, that one man, did for us. We are the branches. He is the vine. We have to be connected to him. We are the branches. He is the vine. And therefore, if you need anything in life, just ask him. If there's one thing that God told me this year that puts so much smile on my face, he told me, he said, Prince, if you need anything from me, just ask me. Just ask me. And I've been asking God many, many things. And he has been doing it for me. I, I keep on asking him. I keep on asking him. I want you to know that our role is to totally depend on him. If you are presenting at work, just say, oh, God, my wisdom. God, my strength. God, my courage. If you need health, just say, Christ, you are my health. If you need peace, just say, Christ, you are my peace. Because it's all part of redemption. Quickly, we're going to move on benefits of redemption. Benefits of redemption. My heart is for this one. Benefits of redemption. Again, the key text that we read, that's where our points will come from. Uh, we read Galatians 3.13, verse 14. I'll read again so that it just sinks in our spirit. The Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He has bought us from the curse of of the law, having become cursed for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the Spirit, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Benefit number one of redemption is Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, the curse of the law. I want you to know that you are not cursed. Christ has redeemed you from that curse. Christ has redeemed you from that curse. You are not cursed. He has redeemed you. 
from that case of Deuteronomy 28, if you read 15, going down all the way to 68, you find all manner of sicknesses, all manner of diseases, you find all manner of punishments. Uh, some, uh, some of the verses, they say that if it's in the morning, you say, hey, I wish it, is, I wish it was in the evening. If it's, if it's in the evening, you're like, there are issues like that. We have, redeemed, we have been redeemed from all cases, and Jesus paid for that, hallelujah. We have been redeemed. We can't say, oh, because uh, uh, the thing I'm experiencing, my, it's in the blood lineage of people. The Bible, say, the Bible says we have been redeemed from it. Therefore, we are, cannot refer that because God has redeemed us. We are born of God now, and we have to challenge the enemy. When we see those symptoms, we challenge the enemy saying, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. He has paid the price, and you take position of that. Hallelujah. Many times we use case, we bring it up to date to sound very, very good. We say things like, ah, today I'm just, uh, I'm not lucky. Today I'm not just lucky. I think I was not just like, you know, we're trying to remove the hard word case. I'm not just lucky, but I want you to know that God has redeemed us even from that. God has given us favor. The Bible says in Psalm 30 verse 5 that his anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. That's what it says. That means that his anger ended at the cross of Calvary, and then his favor came on us, hallelujah. Sometimes we say, I'm just having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. Uh, I heard my aunt sometimes says, I'm having a bad hair day. I don't know what that means for the ladies. But we like using saying, I'm just having a bad day. I'm just having a bad day. But remember what the scripture says in Psalm 118.24. This is a day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You can't say you're having a bad day. To no, because we're trying to, we are trying to make the word case to be loosened. Ah, I'm just having a bad day today. Things are just spilling over. Uh, I'm just having accidents. I'm just things are not working. I'm having a bad day. But the Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Another verse in Psalms 90 says that we, we can be glad all our days of our lives. Hallelujah. Some people say this is just my bad year. That's what people say. They want to make the case loose. Ah, this is just my bad year. I think this year has been bad for me. Psalm 65 verse 11 says, you crown the year with your goodness. God does not crown the year with someone's goodness, but with his goodness. And your paths drip with abundance. Hallelujah. Christ has redeemed us from the case of the law. Christ has redeemed us. And therefore, you have to declare favor, saying, God, I'm favored. I am favored. Isn't it amazing that Christ redeemed us from the case of the law, but the blessings, he left them for us. So the blessings of Deuteronomy, they are ours, but the case, he redeemed us. He said, guys, I'm going to pay for this. You will not experience these cases. Hallelujah. Number two, hallelujah. The blessing of Abraham is upon us. That's what the Bible says. The blessing of Abraham is upon us. Redemption, the benefits of redemption means the blessing of Abraham is upon us. That's what we read. Blessing is an empowerment. 
Blessing means to be endowed with power for success in every area of our lives. It means longevity. It means fruitfulness. That's what blessings mean. And Christ has given us that blessing by redeeming us. Hallelujah. And we can look at the life of Abraham. Blessing number one that Abraham had that I want to bring to you is Abraham was right with God. Among many blessings we can talk about, I believe this is the most important blessing that Abraham had. The blessing of being right with God. If we read Genesis 15 verse 6, if you are taking notes, you can just go there. I know I did not give the uh, colleagues just to present that because I wanted to cut on time. If you read that verse, it says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Meaning when we believe God, it can be credited to us as righteousness. Have you got issues with that? Have you got issues with Christ uh, making you righteous just by believing in him? Abraham was called a friend of God, according to Isaiah 41, verse 8. Abraham was called a friend of God. Redemption, therefore, means that you are a friend of God. You can talk to him when you are not happy about something. You can listen to him and say, oh, God, this is what I'm feeling because you're a friend of God. Yeah. The blessing of long life and internal life came upon Abraham. Abraham lived 175 years old. That's what he did. As I talk about this, I also want to read for us Isaiah 57, 1 verse 2. Remember, we're talking about the blessing of Abraham. And I'm on this point saying the blessing of Abraham, he had long life and eternal life. Isaiah 57 verse 1 to 2 reads, The righteous perish and no one takes it to heart. The devout are taken away. And no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie down. I want to encourage us, just in case we have lost some people we love around us. I want you to know that because of the blessing of Abraham, they have eternal life. Hallelujah. They have eternal life. And for us who are here we have long life. We have long life. If God tarries, we need to live for a very long, long time, like Abraham. Abraham in Genesis 25, verse 8, according to Amplified, it says, Then Abraham breathed his last, and he died at a good old age. We must die at a very good old age. An old man who satisfied with life, who was satisfied with life, you have to be satisfied with life. NIV puts it like this. An old man full of years. I was reading that throughout last week. An old man full of years. Full of years. Full of years means you can count your year. If we talk about 2023, I was with someone just before we entered church. They were counting their year. That's full of years where you're able to count what will happen to you, how it's happening. Are you able to count from January to now, what has happened? Abraham was full of years, and that's a blessing we have to count, that my year is happening. Hallelujah. The blessing of long life comes with health. How good is long life if, if you don't have health? I believe the blessing of long life comes with health. God wants us to live long, 
and to be healthy. The blessing of being rich in all things, including material things, was upon Abraham. The blessing of uh, being rich was upon Abraham. If you read Genesis uh, 13, verse 2, yeah, <laughs> that's a blessing of redemption. Being rich, we had to put it that with material things. Because, you know, when we say being rich, Christians will be like, you know, it's like uh, spiritually richness, issues like that. But when you read Genesis 13, 2, it says, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in God. You know, if scripture just ended, he was very rich. One interpreter would have said, you know, being rich just spiritually, you know, just speaking in tongues, just A, B, C, D. But it means in all those things. If we are to bring him to death, livestock, I'm sure it could mean nice cars. Gold, silver, it could mean he has lots of money. He can buy, he can buy iPhone Pro Max. <laughs> my friend Joe, he, you can build houses wherever you want to have. Abraham was very rich and that's the blessing of redemption and we have to receive it and claim it. Listen to one of his sons because we're also sons of Abraham. The son who was just before, uh, the son Isaac, this is what he experienced. Genesis 26, 13 verse 14. The Bible says, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. That's the son of Abraham. And you are the son of Abraham as well. You must begin to prosper. You must continue to prosper until you become very prosperous. And when people look at you, they're like, hey, we thought last year you were like this. Uh, God just keeps on increasing you. And if you read the whole verse in verse 14, it says, for he had positions of flocks and positions of heads and a great number of servants. So that, the, so, so that the Philistines envied him. That's why they envy people like us, every one of us in here. Because we are rich. Hallelujah. We are rich. People at work, they envy you. The way you present yourself. The way you do stuff. You are rich in all areas of your life. Quickly, how can we walk in how can we walk in redemption? Quickly, how can we walk in redemption? This is an important point. How, having knowing what redemption means and the benefits of redemption, the question is, how can we walk in redemption? Uh, the answer we'll read from Gen John 6, 28, uh, verse 29. These are the people who asked Jesus. Uh, they replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Because they saw what Jesus was doing. He was feeding people. He was doing great things. And then they asked him an important question saying, we want to perform God's works. We want to perform them. Because they saw him multiplying bread. They saw him not being sick. They saw him being healthy. They saw him, uh, a man who was so relaxed, who had peace. And then he replied and said, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. This is the only work God wants from you. And he says, believe in the one he has sent. It's just about believing. Believing the one that he has sent. And therefore, if we are to walk in redemption, we need to believe in Jesus. 
We need to believe in him. And when anything contrary to what we have discussed come, we need to rise up and say, God paid for this. When the storm of life comes, we need to, to be like, no, God paid for this. Storm, stop. Remember, we are living in a fallen world. Things will happen to people, but not you. And when things start happening, you need to stand up and say, no, this will not happen to me. This will not happen to us because we believe in redemption. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to believe in redemption. I believe in redemption. Tell your neighbor, I believe in redemption. I believe in redemption. I want to encourage you to believe in redemption. If we read another verse in John uh, 3, verse 15, it tells us, it tells us that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Just by believing in him. Jesus did not say whoever prays four nights, whoever fasts and do all those things. As much as they are important, but scripture says whoever believes. Just believe in Jesus. I want to encourage you to believe in the Lord. Those online, I want to appeal to you that have you believed in the Lord? You can only walk in redemption if you believe in the Lord. I want to encourage you to answer this question, saying, have I believed in the Lord? If your answer is no, I encourage you to say yes. I encourage you to believe in redemption, and you are going to experience it. Hallelujah. Let's just quickly close our eyes as we're thinking of these words. Throughout this message, we have been talking about redemption. We have been saying that redemption is a payment Jesus made for us. He paid it to redeem us from our case. He paid it so that the blessing of Abraham may remain upon us. And that's what we have been talking about. I want to encourage you that you walk in this redemption. It is personal. Don't look at your friend. Look at yourself saying, am I walking in this redemption? It is a personal thing. I encourage you to respond to the Lord's call and say yes to Jesus. If you have never said yes to Jesus, you don't remember the time you said yes to Jesus. I just want you to lift up your hand and we're going to pray together so that you say yes to Jesus. If you're watching, on, if you're watching online and you're like, oh, Prince, I want to walk in this redemption. I want to say yes to Jesus. Just say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. As you have prayed that prayer, you are saved. If you want to rewind, you can go back and pray it and mean it with all your heart. That's the way to get saved. Hallelujah. Let's just quickly stand up and let's just uh, be in the mood of prayer. I'll ask uh, the worship team just to come in front. We can just declare redemption, the blessing of Abraham in just a few minutes. Let's just declare. Let's take advantage. Remember, the word of God comes with grace. Let's just declare redemption. Let's just declare the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Shall we just pray? Even in that direction. Hallelujah. Just declare it, just declare it, just declare it, it is done, it is done because you have declared it, it is done because you have believed it, the redemptive power of God, in the name of Jesus, Lord we thank you for the benefits of redemption, 
We thank you for the benefits of redemption. We speak them upon our lives in all that we do. In the name of Jesus, we declare them, Lord. We declare the benefits of redemption. We are redeemed from the curse of the law, from any kind of sicknesses and diseases. We are redeemed in the name of Jesus. We have been set free. Anyone, Lord, who is feeling sick, Lord, we declare the benefit of redemption and we speak healing in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we pray. We speak the blessing of Abraham in every area of our lives. We speak that, Lord, we are right before you. We speak that, Lord, we have long life. We are healthy in the name of Jesus. We have the very health of God in the name of Jesus. Oh, mighty God, we declare that we are very rich like our father Abraham in silver and gold in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the opportunities that are coming our way because, Lord, we are sons of Abraham in the name of Jesus. We declare these blessings upon our lives. Declare them. Declare them. The Lord is confirming his word. The Lord is confirming his word in the name of Jesus. Lord, may you lift every burden. May you lift every burden that your people have. We speak the blessing of Abraham. If you have a thing that you're feeling, just say, I speak the blessing of Abraham. Just say, I speak the blessing of Abraham. Oh, mighty God, we speak it. We speak it in the name of Jesus. We speak it. Hey, we speak the blessing of Abraham in the name of Jesus. In the name that is above every other name. It is done. It is done. Hallelujah. We're just going to worship the Lord. Well, isn't the Word of God amazing? It's life-giving. It's faith-breathing. It's transpiring your destiny for this week. I want you to know that every time I make a video for you, I invite you to join me to agree together for what God wants to do in your life. So the first thing I want to do is say, you know what, maybe there's been some things in your life this week, maybe something in the message you listen to makes you realize, God, I need to give you a new commitment. Jesus, I need to trust you in a brand new way. Maybe he needs to redeem some things in your circumstance. I want to invite you right now to pray with me and to send me an email that you have prayed this prayer because I want you to know you're not going to do this faith journey alone. And he is going to help you do it in a brand new way. So agree with me and pray with me. After I pray, you pray, okay? Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you. I invite you right now to take full authority in my life. Forgive me for anything that has taken me off course. Forgive me and help me to trust you in every way. Lord, from this day forward, for the rest of my days, I will keep holding your hand, holding on to your word, and trusting you with every detail of my life. Today, Jesus, you say it, today, Jesus, I belong to you, and I receive your love and your healing in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You prayed that prayer with me. I want you to send us an email. I've got people that have been online that have walked into the church campus and said, that was me, and now I'm here and I need community of faith. 
So I also want to pray this prayer with you because I believe that your miracle is in motion. And I believe that in this summer, God is wanting to do something new in each of us. And our miracles are in motion. Our lives are in motion. We're in new seasons, but he hasn't walked away. He's walking right beside us. And so I want to pray with you for whatever you have need of. And I want you to know that when you write us, we are praying for you. You are not doing this life or this journey or this process alone. So Father, right now, I pray for your son and your daughter that are watching online on campus. I pray for the ones who are traveling. I pray for the ones who are moving to Rome and looking for that place to belong. I pray for the ones who are watching online and saying today, God, I needed a word from you. Let this be the word right now, Lord Jesus, that you're with your daughter, that you're with her family. God, let this be the word for your son, that you have a calling on his life, that you're with him, that you're walking with him, that anointing and favor is upon him. And Lord, for that miracle in motion, whether it be physical or financial or relational, let your child of faith say, Lord, I will keep trusting you. So, Father, I thank you for the miracle in motion. I thank you for the supernatural intervention in everything your child needs. And I pray that in this moment, faith would feel alive and fresh and we have a new outlook for the week ahead. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So now I want to say, don't forget to write. Don't forget to join us online. Thank you for what you're doing to be a part of our global, worldwide family. God is doing miracles, and you're a part of it. I love you.